Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and uh, this is Mike Dell's World Podcast. And today is August 25th, 2018. I haven't been doing a lot of these things. I guess the last one uh, was what? Uh, episode 306 was the last one on uh, July 3rd. Wow, summer has just flown by. Everything is uh, still perking along just fine. Got the uh, roof done on the house, still working on the basement slash studio. I know I've said that for almost a year now, <laughs> but the end is near. So hopefully uh, we'll have that done and uh, I'll be able to move back and uh, use my uh, other microphones and and uh, my new uh, stand-up desk and all that. But uh, anyway... Just uh, thought I would uh, jump on here and uh, do a little episode since uh, I hadn't done one in a long time, and it's a nice Saturday morning, kind of a lazy, rainy day, which is the first time we've had rain in probably three weeks, something like that, really needed it, and uh, had a nice thunderstorm, woke me up about six o'clock this morning, and I went out and checked the rain gauge, I had about an inch and a quarter of rain so far. And it looks like it's going to continue to rain a little bit uh, on and off all day, which, like I said, we need it desperately here. All the grass was brown, and I'm sure the uh, farmers are uh, liking it too. Uh, actually, right now I'm looking at the radar. It doesn't look like it's going to rain too much in the really close near future, but, uh, you know, it's what it is. We got that big lake. Lake Michigan, that's a big lake, right? Anyway, uh, we got that big lake over there that kind of sucks all the energy out of uh, out of thunderstorms most of the time. Now, th- this time of year is when the lake warms up the most. In fact, September is usually uh, when the lake is the warmest, and we can usually get some pretty nasty storms off the lake. But uh, yeah, right now, it's not too bad. Let's see. Oh, hey, went to uh, Philadelphia uh, towards the end of July there. So that's what, about a month ago. And I have to say, every time I go to a big city, I come back appreciating what we have here in northern Michigan. Up here, you know, we do have our crowds, you know, the around the last episode. It was right during Cherry Festival up here, and that's, you know, when the uh, traffic jams and the tourists and and all that happen around here but uh you know like i said it's a a short 10 days or so and then it kind of mellows for a bit and then we have the film festival and that gets a little busy but not nearly what the cherry festival does and then uh that calms down and uh, we get into the dog days of august and really it's just uh normal ops here did take a trip up to the uh, upper peninsula which uh said it's like coming from a big city <laughs> to here uh, by going from here to anywhere in the UP. We uh, stayed for the first couple of days there uh, near Sugar Island on the uh, on the Sioux side of the river. Kathy did go over to the Music Fest. I did not this year. I, uh, I stayed uh, with the RV and the dogs. So... Uh, dog sitting and she went out visiting and, and whatnot and then uh she went home and uh, i went on to uh, 
Lake Superior, the shore of Lake Superior. That was a lot of fun. Uh, got to hang out with uh, my folks for a couple of days and yeah, did a lot of touring around uh, along the shoreline of Lake Superior and, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Got back on a Thursday and uh, settled back into work and, and all that good stuff. It's uh, It's been pretty... Uh, Pretty easy going summer as far as that goes. Uh, did get the house touched up as far as paint. Finally, uh, you know, painted it a couple years ago, and then uh, parts of it were were not prepped right, I guess, and uh, so it started flaking a little. And anyway, got that all cleaned up, and uh, the house looks good on the outside. And working on the inside a little bit. Gonna finish the basement and the kitchen. I got the roof done. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. I don't know if I had the roof done uh, last time we talked here on this podcast, but got that all done. That was uh, that was quite the experience. The uh, crew came in about seven o'clock in the morning and started tearing it apart. And uh, by five thirty at night, they were finishing cleaning up and ready to leave. I would have thought that would have been at least a two-day job. Uh, they had uh, two layers of cedar shakes to take off, and then they uh, resheeted the roof, so they put all new uh, plywood up there, and then uh, put the uh, ice shields, put two layers of ice shield on instead of just one that's normal, and then uh, reshingled the whole thing, and uh, like I said, had it all done and cleaned up uh, that quick. And all those cedar shakes... Uh, you know, it was there was two complete layers of them, so it was uh, you know like four or five great big trailer loads of stuff that they hauled out of here. It was uh, really quite something to see them work. Uh, got it all done and uh, not leaking. It wasn't leaking before, and uh, now that I noticed, or now that I see how it was put together, it wouldn't have leaked anyway. Uh, we're kind of in a unique situation in this log cabin. The boards that I see, uh, when I look straight up here, I'm in the uh, living room part of the house uh, where my temporary office is and temporary studio, and the boards I see are like knotty pine. Well, those boards are on the outside too. That's the, There's no insulation to, on, on top of those boards, but I, I didn't realize there was insulation on top. Uh, what had happened, or what they had done is, okay, originally they just had these boards, and then they had asphalt shingles okay and then somebody a little bit later must have they put like a two by four around the outside of it and then they put in about three and a half inches of of styrofoam insulation and then they nailed the the uh cedar shakes right to the styrofoam insulation and then they nailed more cedar shakes over top of that so there was no sheeting over the over the um insulation so the the shingles were nailed right to it which is kind of weird i thought but anyway they stripped off the, the shingles left the insulation insulation was incredibly good shape and also the uh, roof under the insulation was in good shape so they didn't have to do anything there but they went ahead and put plywood or osb over the insulation, you know, and boxed it in. So there's actually about a three and a half inch box uh, of, uh, you know, 
air with the with the styrofoam in it, and then on top of that they put another shingle roof. So it uh, it really looks nice. It uh, has good insulation for you know a vaulted ceiling like this, and I'm uh, I'm really happy with it. So that's good. I know boring, but good. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about boring, but uh, I think it's an interesting that uh, this old house uh, was was put together that way on the roof, but it's a lot better than what it was. I actually had trees growing out of the roof. We had little saplings and stuff in the valleys of the roof uh, growing up and had, uh, you know, really thick moss and everything. We're in the woods here, so, you know, stuff kind of grows <laughs> like that, moss and whatnot, which reminds me I need to go out and uh, get on the garage roof and uh, sweep off all the debris that's up there before winter. Uh, so that uh, things don't stick, because we did that roof, I don't know, four or five years ago, but uh, uh, you know, still new as far as I'm concerned. Let's see, uh, oh, vehicle department, always got to talk about vehicles, since I always drive old, you know, old vehicles uh, for the most part, uh, and this old truck, I still have this old truck, it's sitting uh, you know, 10 feet from me, uh, over on the side here, the house, and uh, well, I, I started working on it, uh, fixing it up a little bit. I was gonna, that was going to be my winter beater. It might still, but I'll, I'll tell you the story. Uh, it's a 2000 Ford Ranger, four-wheel drive. Nice, you know, not, not the greatest little thing. It had 200-and-something thousand miles on it, and the exhaust was completely, completely falling off of it. I mean, the cross pipe was rusted. The, the Where it hooks to the manifold was broke off. Uh, you know, the muffler was just sort of dangling there, not really connected to anything. And uh, the only part of it that was any good was one lead pipe with uh, with the catalytic converter on it. And everything else was just sort of dangling or fell off. Well, I finally, I said, all right, well, I'll take it over to the shop and have them put a muffler or put a, uh, a exhaust system on it. So I had an outfit over here that just does that and they do they make their own pipe so they bend you know bend it so it doesn't cost like if you bought all the factory stuff and you know put a couple hundred bucks 300 bucks i think it was for this exhaust system so the truck sounds like brand new because it's you know brand new exhaust and i thought that was great i got you know so i started driving it a little bit and uh, i drove it out to uh, the next town over uh, interlocking for breakfast one day and Driving back, I noticed the brake pedal's getting squishy. Oh, that's weird. And uh, by the time I got home, the brake pedal was going all the way to the floor, and it was barely stopping. Like, oh, geez, it sprung a leak somewhere. So sure enough, I'd blown a front hose uh, on the uh, front, uh, one of the front calipers, blew a hose. So, okay, no big deal. I took it over to the shop, and I said, well, you know, I don't feel like messing with it. Here, you know, put some hoses on it. It probably needs some lines, whatever. Just, you know, get it on. He calls me back up with a $1,200 quote. I'm like, $1,200? That truck's not worth $1,200, so I'm not going to pay for that. So, uh, but what it needs is all the <clears throat> all the brake lines. It needs uh, both front calipers and rotors. Probably wheel bearings because you got to pull the calipers to put wheel bearings in, or pull the you know pull it apart and the wheel bearings part of the deal on these. So I'd probably need new wheel bearings on the front and it needs uh, wheel cylinders on the back. That's after I got the entire rear brakes done except for the wheel cylinders. 
So now I got to get wheel cylinders. I got to get all new brake lines or have them made or have somebody make them or God forbid me get under there and do it. So I'm debating what I want to do with it. Uh, I, I know I don't want to spend $1,200 though. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens with the old green truck. It may, uh, it may uh, make its last trip on a flatbed to the junkyard and we'll go find something else for a winter beater. We'll see. And my old van's still kicking. That's at 230-something thousand miles and starting to get rusty and all that. So I don't know. I'm going to have to do something vehicle-wise uh, before too long. Luckily, I don't have to travel all that much in my own vehicle. Whenever I go down to the uh, Columbus office, I uh, either rent a vehicle or I fly. And so I don't really need to use my own vehicle for that, which is good. And that's how I usually do it if I do any uh, long-distance travel. I just rent cars. They're cheaper and whatever. But I don't know. I'm going to have to get something, you know, that's uh, semi-reliable. The old van isn't unreliable yet at least knock on wood hasn't been uh you know i'd still jump in that and go somewhere if i had to but it's got some issues it's for sure you know 232,000 miles or whatever it's got on it, it's got issues kathy's vehicle's okay she's got a toyota highlander that's relatively uh low miles well, under 200,000 anyway i think she's got 120 on it or something but uh that's that's nothing for a toyota it still looks decent. It's not too rusty. Got a couple little spots here and there, but hey, you know, like I said, what we don't pay in car payments, we uh, we uh, can use for other things. And uh, I don't uh, I don't believe in buying brand new vehicles unless you have a million dollars in the bank, and I certainly do not have a million dollars in the bank just yet. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's see. I guess that's really about it. I, uh, just wanted to flip on the mic, do a, do an episode. Uh, work-wise, uh, we're staying real busy over at, uh, Raw Voice Blueberry. In fact, I'm looking for a part-time tech support uh, person, contractor, uh, to, uh, work with us at Blueberry. So if you are somebody that knows podcasting and knows WordPress specifically and PowerPress, uh, even, uh, even better, uh, you know, we need somebody that can troubleshoot. And that's kind of a weekend night thing, you know. So after 5 Eastern and, uh, you know, on weekends, you know, pretty much make your own schedule, check tickets, whatever. Uh, it's mostly tickets and email. So if you're interested in that, uh, give me a holler. Uh, and, uh, get a hold of me over at Blueberry, uh, Mike at Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com for uh, if you're interested in a part-time gig uh, let's see our sales have been really good over there so uh, you know everything's clicking along uh, back to podcast movement that's what we, I was doing in Philadelphia that was a, a great time uh, as usual uh, of course Google Podcasts is really taking off um, which is good I uh, you know somebody needs to uh, come in there and uh, uh, you know have an alternative to Apple you know, so many podcasters say, find us on iTunes. First off, Apple doesn't like the word iTunes anymore. They're trying to rebrand to Apple Podcasts. But nonetheless, if you're sitting there on an Android phone or, uh, you know, 
really can't use Apple. <laughs> I mean, there's no Apple Podcasts for Android. Uh, the iTunes desktop software still works on Windows, but uh, still doesn't help you on Android. So, you know, definitely, you know, now that Google's getting serious about it, they had that Google Play podcast directory, whatever, and that's kind of going away because they've replaced it with Google Podcasts, which is great because it's based on search. So you don't have to submit your show to Google Podcasts. It just sort of is there. And Google Podcasts is built right into the search app on Android. So someone searches for a podcast in there and they find one, they can hit subscribe. It'll download a little app called Google Podcasts. And voila, you are into podcasting or podcast listening. So, of course, all you guys that are listening know how to listen to podcasts, obviously. But if you're sitting on the website listening to this and uh, you do have an android phone click that little red button over to your right there and uh says on google podcast click that button and and uh, subscribe on your android phone uh, actually go there on your android phone though and click that red button uh anyway that'll uh, that'll get you going or if you have any other android app other than google podcast that you you've already been listening to podcasts hit the green button that says on android or, of course, if you're on an iPhone, click the purple button on Apple Podcasts. Or you can hit the Stitcher, tune in, Spotify now. And, uh, of course, if you know what an RSS feed is, you can click the orange button and do it that way. It's, uh, it's totally up to you how you uh, listen to this show. I don't care how you listen as long as you do. So with that, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to work on probably producing a... a uh, Fast food history episode, working on researching Kentucky Fried Chicken, although I know a lot about it because I've been an aficionado of KFC for a while, a long time ago, now not so much lately because I'm losing weight. Actually, speaking of that, I'm down into the 220s from the 250s, so uh, down 20-something pounds and uh, still dropping, heading for 199. That's my uh, goal by February. I am in the uh, Podcasters Weight Loss Challenge along with Dave Jackson and a few other people. And at the Orlando uh, Podfest, we will uh, have the, the biggest loser weigh-in thing. So <laughs> trying to get to 199, that's my goal. So uh, wish me luck in that endeavor. So anyway, back to the KFC thing. I, I'm researching that a bit. Uh, Kathy and I, uh, a few years ago, went down to uh, Corbin, Kentucky, to the uh, original Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, area. I mean, it wasn't the exact site because it was across the street. Sanders Cafe was in a hotel. That's where uh, Colonel Sanders came up with that to Kentucky Fried Chicken thing and uh, decided to franchise it. And uh, across the street, they did it. They replicated his kitchen. Uh, I don't know how much of it's original and how much of it's uh, recreated, but they have his kitchen there that you can kind of walk through. And uh, his uh, his model hotel room that he had in the, in the restaurant uh, over at the hotel across the street so everybody could look and see what the hotel rooms looked out, looked like while they were eating their uh, chicken dinners. And, uh, yeah, it was real interesting to uh, to do that. And then we uh, went and w visited uh, Colonel Sanders' grave uh, up in Louisville. Uh, big uh, 
big graveyard up there, and uh, Colonel Sanders is buried there with a, quite the uh, display. I think I have pictures of that. I'm, I'm hoping to dig that up and and uh, see how uh, see if I can find those pictures. But yeah, that was I don't know how long ago. It was probably five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't know. We were down there. So anyway, going to talk about that in the uh, next episode of Fast Food History over at fastfoodhistory.org or fastfoodhistory.com. Both of them will get you there. And I will catch you later.